In order to really appreciate the conflict Jesus was in, we hear the compliments. They were amazed at his words. And then the sarcasm comes in. So some people were praising him, and some were giving him a look, like the Italians say. Oh, who does he think he is? Isn't this Joseph's son? He's a carpenter's son. How dare he say the word is fulfilled in our hearing it because he's reading it. And they got angry at him. And to further exacerbate the problem, see, Jesus always looks for trouble. He really does. Uh, you, you, you don't wonder why he was crucified. Because sometimes we just can't accept the truth. So, but he makes it emphatic. And he's talking to the people who are rejecting him. Don't forget, he just read the piece of scripture in which he says from Isaiah, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. I've been sent to the poor. And the message was, it's in Isaiah and it's in the gospel. You can read the rest of it. And he says, and some of you are, my word, some of you are praising me, but some of you just don't get it. Well, that's not unusual. And he cites two examples in which Prophets were sent not to heal or not to assist Jews who were in trouble. There's two out of, out of the many prophets, but to go to the outsiders. He said, you know, Elijah wasn't sent to all the, the, the Jews in Israel during the famine. God sent him to that poor widow of Zarephath way out in the country quote, an enemy people of Israel. And the same thing happened when Elisha, his, his prophet, was sent to cure leprosy. He didn't send them to his neighbors. He didn't send them to Israelites. He sent them to Naaman, the outsider. Again, another enemy of the people. It's, it's as if God was here right now. Just make believe he was here right now. And on this side of the church, you had a good parishioner from St. Cecilia's. And on this side of the church, you had someone eh, who doesn't believe in God, um, maybe even a little crooked, and um, really doesn't hold the church in good esteem. This is funny. But it's as if Jesus would go to this one and greet him and heal him before he went to this one. Many times there's examples of this in the scriptures, that he came to the brokenhearted, he came to the sinners, not to those who don't need healing. So he says this to them, and they were furious. They want to chase him out of the city. As a matter of fact, they chased him out of the city, and they brought him to the bow of the, of the town, and Jesus disappeared. This in our liturgy, this was the Sunday many, many, many years ago, and you probably remember this, when the statues were covered, this would be right before Lent, uh, uh, Holy Week started, this gospel, and all the statues in our churches were covered. The symbol of that was, he's hidden. If you were in the temple, that synagogue, that day, would you be chasing Jesus? 
Would you be those people, would any of us be those people who say, he just insulted us, he just told us we're, we're not as good as the, as the outsiders, he, we're not as good and holy as the, the pagans, so let's throw him off the sea, bow, and into the valley below, and to hell with them. Now, where would we be? Would we be those sitting in church saying, oh, he said such nice words, and then look down and not worry about those who are objecting to him, while those who are objecting, you know, the, the oily wheel gets the, the squeaky wheel gets the noise, gets the oil, they're protesting and they're going to throw him out in our lives. Would you chase Jesus? Do we chase Jesus? Oh, get, get, get away, get away. Go fall off a mountainside. Most of us are here because we probably say, no, we would never do that. We probably say that. But there are ways in our society in which we do chase Jesus away. And it's good for us to come to Holy Church and Holy Mass to store up our information, to get our, ourselves on target, to, to reflect on God through Jesus Christ, to reflect on the Eucharist and what it calls us to do, to listen to his words. But we've got to be responsible because there are times in our lives in which we chase Jesus away. Let's use scripture. Paul didn't mean it this way. Well, look what he presents to us. In his letters to the people of Corinth, they had their own problems. And he says, come on, you've you got to love one another. Oh, but I'm rich, and I, I'm, I'm making a name because I'm rich. Oh, oh, but I have the gift of the Holy Spirit. I'm making a name because of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I preach well, so I'm making a name. And Paul says, to hell with all those things. The only thing that matters is love. Do we chase Jesus away? Paraphrasing Paul. If I talk about love and don't do it, I'm a clanging symbol. Think about it. All of us. Do we put our faith in action or just talk about it? How many masses I go to? How many novenas I pray? How many rosaries I pray? How many, how many devotions I go to? Now, those are essential parts of our faith. But if I just talk the words of prayers and don't pray the, the words, don't live the words, I'm chasing Jesus away by being a clanging symbol. And probably not only Jesus, probably those people around us who get fed up with all your, all your holy talk and I don't see your holy actions. Do we chase Jesus away? If I understand everything, we used to say Britannica, the, the encyclopedia, okay? So if I understand all of Wikipedia has to say, or if I understand every Google question that's out there, if I understand and I know the answers to all of that, and I don't have faith, if I don't have faith and love, I'm nothing. Forget Paul. Forget other people. Think of ourselves for a few moments. 
if I do all, the, if I know everything there is to know and don't act on it with love and faith, Paul's saying, you know nothing. Zippo. Nothing. Okay, I want to be an example to others. So I give charity, I give money, I go to the poor, I feed the hungry, I, I, I give my clothes to, to, to the, the collections, and I do all, and I give everything I weigh, own away, and I don't really do it with love. Paul says, you're gaining nothing. Even, even a cup of water, if I'm not doing it in the name of Jesus, or if I'm getting my clothes and, and change... Well, we do it up north a lot more than you guys do it down here. We go through seasons with the clothes, you know, and like autumn, we sort of put the summer clothes away and we take out the winter coats. And, and that's a good time for many of us, and whatever season you do it, to go through the clothing and say, oh, this is still good, I can give it away. Okay? And I wrap it neatly and I pack it and I bring it to Catholic Charities or, or St. Vincent de Paul. There are other things that we do. But if I get that old piece of raggedy clothing that I wouldn't be caught dead in, and I'll give it to the poor because <laughs> they don't care what they look like. I've done that charity without love. And I've gained nothing. Paul challenges us to live Jesus. And some of us have nasty tempers. Some of us, and, and listen, I'm a psychologist, so I know there are illnesses that are associated with bad tempers. I know some people are bipolar. I know some people are borderline personality. We have all those things in our society. There's probably a bunch of us here in this church who have different various psychological issues. But you take your issues out on another person and are ill-tempered with your family and your friends that they can't trust you, they can go near you because they're afraid of how you'll react. And you come to church, it's for nothing. Paul, this is scripture, this is not me. This is Paul. Because love, he makes it very clear is not quick-tempered. How many people have I advised, and you probably have too, bite your tongue before you say it. Count from one to ten. Take a nice deep breath. You know all the gimmicks that we can use. Good, good gimmicks to prevent us from using our tongue to hurt someone or to put someone down or put them in their place because we always know the right place to be. Being self-centered narcissists, we know it's right. Paul is saying, no, no, that's not love. You want to chase Jesus away? Continue that behavior. You want to chase Jesus away? Give junk to the poor. You want to chase Jesus away? Curse one another. You want to chase Jesus away? Use your temper to control your family, your friends, your children, or your parents. If you want to chase Jesus away. Because Jesus is the truth. And Paul is hitting it on the head today, giving us a list. And review the list. Go home and, and, and let's read it to ourselves at home, chapter 12. Read it. Am I doing these things? And nobody knows I'm doing them. Jesus does. 
Nobody sees me doing. Jesus sees you. But it's only between me and one other person. And that person is Jesus. Because we're all members of the body of Christ. And it doesn't matter what gifts I have. <laughs> Paul says, you know, it's all going to come to nothing anyway. I was with someone last night. What did they say? Um, something about charity and money and all that. And the, what they said was, well, there are no, there are no pockets in sh funeral shrouds. So you can't take it with you. You give away junk, that's what you're going to get back. If you give love, it's not a deal. If you give love, you're not going to always get it back. But if you give love in the name of Christ, you're giving Christ and you're getting it back from Jesus Christ. Giving you strength to know that he's with me. Giving me strength to know that whatever gift I have, it's not going to fail because that gift I'm using for Christ, for my faith, for my, my parish. Last week there was an announcement they need, I think ushers, well, they probably need everything. Ushers, musicians, readers. Well, th there it is. There's the opportunity here in our insensitive areas to give the gift you have. If you read eloquently, get up here. If you sing well, join them. If you, you just want to greet people, join the ushers. And the list goes on. And that's only in the building of the church. Want to chase Jesus away? Don't do any of those things. Come here, sit on your hands, and leave in 45 minutes. But if I'm here, it's an hour. You know that. Jesus is giving us examples through Paul's letter. And you know, it says... Uh, Paul's letter to the Corinthians. How about if this was Paul's letter to the people of Clearwater? How about if the letter was specifically to the people of St. Cecilia's in Clearwater? And then it would be to all of us to examine ourselves and to know that the gifts I have, whether they're tongues or prophecies or wealth, they're only for the body of Christ. Any gift I have, if I were to use it selfishly, I'm chasing Jesus away. If I use it for one person, I'm welcoming Jesus. And just to tie it up, this is no mere here today and gone tomorrow. God is love. Love lasts forever.